Hello, everybody. You're listening to What's Your Number? The chronicles of two well-traveled women as told through sexual experiences. I'm Olivia, and I'm in Barcelona. And I'm Mariah, recording from Austin, Texas. And this is the podcast where we relive the cringiest, most tragic, and sexiest moments of our lives in an effort to answer the question, what's your number? Today, we are talking about number three. That's right. (laughs) But yeah, but first, let's talk about um, some things that have been going on lately. Or rather, yeah, some, I don't know, experiences that we've had talking about our podcast to people. (laughs) As opposed to just the normal podcast, part of the podcast where we talk about experiences that we've had. Fucking other people. <laughs> exactly. We talk. We were going to talk about um, some things going on in our lives, but we realized our lives are too boring to talk about, so we had to like come up with something yeah. interesting enough. Um, it's, it's pandemic life. There's just not a lot of drama going on, and this the drama that there is. I mean, as we don't want to share it on the podcast. I guess. Exactly, exactly. I mean, we do share a lot with you guys, but um, let's continue. Let's keep those current relationships intact if possible. (laughs) (laughs) As much as we're dedicated to having this podcast go on forever. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, seriously. Um, I mean, I I still think we're we're gonna somehow manage that, but um, (laughs) yeah, I mean, we still haven't gotten to the we still haven't figured out like what the number is, you know, we still haven't. Yeah. What's like, going to happen when we get it's so far. It's so far from where we are right now. It's all exactly. it's fucking comical that we're even thinking about it. It's like a two year old asking what it's going to be when it grows up, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. I mean, we've been working on this podcast for what, like a year and a half, like telling people, oh, yeah, we have a podcast called What's Your Number for a year and a half. Yeah. And we're now recording for the second time number three yeah um and so it's really hard to think like it's like if you do the math on that it could, it could be like <laughs> six years from now and so like, it's a moving target right you know, it's a moving target. yeah if it's so. six months per episode <laughs> yeah seriously uh yeah yeah <sighs> so what do people usually say to you just out of curiosity when you tell them you know about the podcast I mean first of all who do you how do you decide who you tell the podcast about and and who you you know give kind of a a weird other story right yeah so like I have the blessing of being a loudmouth um, <laughs> verbal processor and yeah I just sometimes I just you know I think that my brain is directly wired to my mouth sometimes and I don't really think. <laughs> about things before I actually say them. So I've experimented with like a lot of different approaches to this. Um, Some like, I I don't know that I always think it out clearly, but I think like usually if it's like a friend, like someone that I have like a a good rapport with and someone who I think would be like interested in that, like I'll just go ahead and tell them. Um, 
And then if it's someone that I don't know as well, then I will like, I don't know. I'll kind of, I'll be like, oh yeah, I have a podcast about, and I would, I would used to hit that point and I would say, oh yeah, I have a, I have a podcast and they'd be like, oh, what's it about? And I, I used to think I could just kind of like leave it vague for people that I didn't <laughs> really want to talk to. Like I'd be like, oh yeah, I have a podcast. And then I started to realize that I need to have an answer to that question. So right. now I will just tell people, I'll just say, yeah, like it's a, it's just about, it's just with my f- girlfriend and I, like we just talk about our experiences as women or people or something. Yeah. I often say you it's know? about my travels. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think if you, if you just say what I just said, not the travels part, I think people just become immediately uninterested. Uninterested. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is very like, helpful. Oh, it's another podcast about two women. Like, yeah, exactly. It's and honestly, like, people we don't, don't about women. Yeah, that first of all, and people don't even want to hear about your travels that that much <laughs> as well. So that is also pretty effective. Dude, side note: travel stories are the most boring stories that have ever been told. What? I mean, <laughs> I think if you're like a writer, if you're like actually a storyteller and you're a writer, like telling a travel story, sure. Okay. But whenever someone gets back from like a trip or something, you're always oh, like, oh, yeah. how was yeah, blank? And that, like, yeah. oh my God. And it's like, it doesn't do it justice. And then they had like an amazing time and they want to tell about it. But like, I just yeah. hate hearing those stories for some reason. Oh my God. I hate, I do too. I totally relate to that. I hate <laughs> having to ask people how their vacations were. And like, I feel like immediately like, okay, just keep your face. You know, I just plaster <laughs> on that look of like, I'm listening. <laughs> like this, how long could it go on for? Sometimes a really fucking long time. It's even worse if it was like, uh, like a like backpacking, like a life changing. I'm I'm not saying this to like target you because I know you did it's this. Okay. Yours was actually very interesting. <laughs> Yours your stories were very interesting, but I appreciate that you didn't tell them to me until like we were talking about it, kind of. You know, yeah. But like, I hate it when it's like an American and it's like they're. It's like they're backpacking, you know, oh for the first God. time. Yeah. They, like, quit their job and saved up a bunch of money, and it's just life-changing. <laughs> Dude, it's even worse when you're actually doing that and you're living that life, and you have that conversation with literally every person that you meet in every hostel. It's like, so how long have you been traveling for? And you're like, if one other person asks me that, I'm going to strangle yeah. them. I don't want to yeah. tell you, and I don't care how long you've been traveling for. I think that being in hostels is where I learned to hate that conversation because I just feel like everyone is is kind of in this, on this weird like train where it's, it's almost, it's like their, um, (laughs) it's like their moment of, or what do you, what is that book? Uh, Eat, pray, love. It's like they're on their own. Eat, pray, love too, but or they're on the road moment where they're just like, yeah, I don't care about material possessions. Like, (laughs) I'm just here to like live like the locals. (laughs) And it's like I feel like everyone thinks that they're so original for doing that. I know that's well, that's the worst part. You don't understand what you sound like or how fucking trite it is. And oh god, I know. And it's like when I went to the, when I was around, I was in this place where everyone was doing fucking ayahuasca and I had wanted to do ayahuasca until I heard like the seventh bro tell me about his experience taking ayahuasca. And I was like, fuck this shit. I want nothing to do with this. I don't want to hear about, I mean, sure. If it was going to be like a cool thing and that I would never have to talk about, I would do it. But I did, I, I got so skeezed out by it. 
Dude, I've had the same exact experience with like people in ayahuasca. Like, like <laughs> if it's a friend of mine, I, I do would really want to hear about their ayahuasca experience. You yeah. Know, if it's someone that I know really well. Um, but I've definitely had a conversation with so many people who are like, yeah, I've done ayahuasca like 25 times and like, <laughs> I'm just here. <laughs> you know, it's like. <laughs> like in the first time and then the seventh time. Wait, is this really hypocritical of us to be shitting all over people for, no, for talking about their personal experiences with us? It is. It is. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry, but that's just who we are. <laughs> Hypocrites. Walking contradictions. Here's the thing, though. Like, uh, well, okay. So going back to, you know, we've talked about the first type of person, the kind of person that I that I don't really want to tell about the podcast, you know, the mm-hmm. kind of the vague response that I'll give. I'll be like, yeah, a travel story or whatever. Similar to you. But going back to the other person, like the ty- the friend person mm-hmm. who I'll tell about it, like <clears throat> you, that can be divided into two factions, if you will. Yeah, and, and I will. would. <laughs> and you would. Um <laughs> And I feel like some people are super genuinely interested and then other people who you'd think would be interested are like, oh my God, why would you do that kind of? like, Yeah, some- that's always a weird one. I never know how to handle that. It's a weird one. And so I think like relating it to what you were just saying where I think some people are like, why wouldn't anyone be interested in like a travel story? Or, you know, why isn't everyone interested in travel stories? Right. I always my wonder, like, why trip. isn't... Yeah, like, why isn't everyone interested in sex stories? Yeah, I know, I know, I know. We do. We do. Dude, I just have this, I have this person that I know who's, okay, he's not a close friend, but we've known each other for a while, and he, we've talked about a lot of things, and I don't know, he knows that I am doing a podcast, and he's asked me about it a few times without asking I guess what it was about. I mean, I suppose it must have sort of been in passing. And he's like, oh, are you still working on that podcast? Whatever. And then finally he goes, okay, so uh, remind me though, like, what is it actually about? And then I told him and he just seemed so shocked. He, he, he just had this look of he could not comprehend and it was but you go one by one and then you just and I was like yeah I mean you know you know yeah I mean yes and he was like oh my god wow okay and this guy I mean he's he's poly he's uh very sexually adventurous or I mean I don't know I haven't had sex with him but this is his reputation that he cultivates I would add (laughs) And, and I mean I don't think that he I just did not think that he would be at all scandalized by this but it's something about the telling he just did not get clearly yeah, I, I've. It reminds me of when I was in college. I had a naked party at my house, nice. and I invited like all of my friends, and I thought everyone was gonna say yes. <laughs> but like, so many people who I just thought were gonna just who were like who would just do outlandish things, you know, were like, right. oh no, I'm I don't want to do that. That sounds weird, you know. Right. Like I think people just have interesting it's such a personal thing, you know, talking about sex or talking about nudity. Yeah. And and for that matter, like podcasts in general, I know from having a podcast before, it's surprising who actually listens to your podcast. A, a right. lot of people who you'd think would listen are like never get around to it, you know. Right. And, of and pod- podcasts are so personal. Like I there's a lot of podcasts that like my really good friends or people who I have similar interests to are interested in and I don't like. Right. You know. 
So. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then out of, out of the woodwork come people who are like, I haven't been, I downloaded every episode. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, okay. Thanks, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I had, yeah, I, I definitely had that with my last podcast, like some like diehard people who like weren't even like close friends who just came out and they're like, oh my gosh, I loved it. Like, and so it was, it was like, ran- it yeah. was felt random, you know? Yeah. I really yeah. appreciated them though. <laughs> like, I'm sh- yeah, of course. Can you write me a review? <laughs> Have you hit the subscribe button? <laughs> yeah, I I definitely feel like uh, I I think that with this podcast, I'm not really expecting any like friends to listen to it, um, especially because I think that we've we've kind of talked about, you know, we're definitely sharing it with certain friends, friends that we know would be interested and are like, you know super close friends and stuff like that. Right. For sure. But like I'm sure we're not, we've de- kind of decided not to share it like within our networks just because. Right. The people within our networks know the <laughs> people in the stories. You know? Yeah. The, it's a complicated, it's a complicated thing because I remember with your last podcast, you know, I pretty sure that's how I found out about it was through social media. And we were yeah. less close then, but I mean, yeah. so I would never have found it otherwise, probably, or maybe after the fact. But yeah, so obviously that would be the easiest way to get people to listen to it, you know, and and that's how people do everything these days is by starting out by sharing it on your social media. But yeah, we can't, we've decided we just can't or or definitely won't do that. (laughs) In a way, though, it does feel kind of 2021 to me because I think at the, like, my last podcast was like five or six years ago. And I remember at the time, I just thought social media was like the way that you like make it as a creative. I think we all kind of thought that. We all kind of were like, oh, well, if you could, I mean, not all of us for sure, but like I think many of us thought, okay, well, if you can just, you know, get your work out there, people will appreciate it on social media, et cetera. That that was definitely a, yeah, conversation. Yeah, absolutely. I quickly realized like how much I fucking hate it. (laughs) It's just like. I just can't be bothered to really be posting this often. Um, and yeah, so, it's a lot but of work. I feel like 2021, we're all sick of social media. And so it's nice, to, like, we're sick of people like self promoting on Instagram and, yes. you know, doing all those things. And I think we're over it. So it's like, in, in a lot of ways, it's super freeing that we don't have to, like, yeah. Yeah, and it's a good point. I mean, it's, you know, I think you make a good point. I wonder how, what influencers say their day job is. I feel like that's something that you could feel judged, no? You're like, I'm a, I work at a bank. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, not to knock it, I think a lot of people do really well on it, and it's like, it's, that's totally fine. And, and like, you're finding, you know, your target audience, but yeah, you can't always just be like selling stuff to your friends and like trying to get your friends to pay attention to stuff because we're just like all being sold to constantly. Not that yeah. the podcast is selling anything, but um, it's just yeah. just our I pain. Mean, no offense to people who actually do rely on like Instagram for making money. Like, good for you that you've done that. Like, that's impressive. You know? Yeah. No, it is, and it's never something that I've I've been able to imagine being able to do but I mean yeah and I think it's, it's the same thing it's like when it's your friend who's an influencer you're like yeah you're amazing you're like go then yeah but then as a group I feel like you know they get a bad name if it's someone who like sells like some kind of multi-level marketing thing and they're like reaching out to you and being like hey girl have you ever felt like <laughs> you know you're like yeah. uh, do you have you. flaky skin around the corners of your mouth <laughs> <laughs> You're like, why am I on this platform? <laughs> you know? 
<laughs> totally, totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I, yeah, it's a it's a strange journey that we've embarked on. It is. It's strange. It's strange because it hasn't felt that weird for me to necessarily do it. Like, it hasn't felt like that weird of a stretch. Like, I think from the beginning, I was like, this is a great idea. I mean, obviously, we think it's a great idea. Here we are. (laughs) Here we are. But it's been weird seeing, like, the different reactions from people and, yeah, like, experiencing just through that, getting, like, a little window into people's different views on sexual openness. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. It has been a funny little window for sure. And I'm not – it's not to say that our view is the best, I mean, at all. You know, it's such a personal thing and, and like, everyone's entitled to that. Yeah. For sure. So. Yeah, definitely. I, I think it's it's just funny too. I, I think it depends on – well, I don't know. I just – some there's a part of me that wonders if there is some kind of a correlation between how much you do this in your day-to-day life and how much – and and what and why it would seem normal to do it on a podcast if I'm explaining myself well. I, I think the people that I've gotten the sort of funny the the more yeah, just a little bit more taken aback reactions from are people who I don't think do as much talking about sex in their day to day lives. I don't know. I, I, do you think that's true? Do you think that's fair? Yeah. Um <clears throat> I um it is hard to know. I feel like I've definitely been in some like mini relationships that have kind of brought this to light uh-huh. where, you know, I'll, I'll want to talk about sex and have open open dialogue around sex or something. And that person yeah. feels that it's not something they want to talk about. Like in, in a previous yeah. relationship, I even had somebody be like, that ruins it. Right, 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 right. (laughs) Which to me sounds crazy and not to disrespect their position, but I don't know how you can do it if you can't talk about it. Oh, and you couldn't. (laughs) Well, there you go. I mean, so, (laughs) yeah, I remember in the number one episode, you asked me if I had any friends that I could talk to about sex, you know, right around the time when I was losing gonna lose my virginity and I said I had some older friends that were helpful and I remember specifically one of them I went to her to tell her that I had gotten to second base or whatever (laughs) second base was I don't know that basically number one had fingered me probably wanted to tell her about that orgasm and I went to her and I just could not get the words out and I felt so embarrassed and I kind of said never mind and she just said, Olivia, if you can't talk about it, you shouldn't be doing it. <laughs> Wise words. Wise, Wise words. Is this, is this your Planned Parenthood chaperone? You know, it's if this were a memoir, I would make them into a composite character. They were, in fact, two different people. But, yeah, same. They were serving the same, yeah, role in I, I get what you mean. Like, like <clears throat> older, older um, I don't know. What would you call someone who lives in your dorm? Like, <laughs> A prefect? Like, like, a prefect? Is that what it's called? Like, the older kids in the dorm who, yeah, who are supposed to keep order. Prefect two. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You're listening. (laughs) Yes, yes. One of them definitely is. Um, Um, You know who you are. 
you know, there's talking about sex and there's talking about the mechanics of sex, like especially even, you know, with a partner. And I think that does bring up so much just about like you as a person too, like talking about the actual act of sex and your preferences and the things that turn you on. I think there is a reason why people – why that does feel super personal to a lot of people because it actually is really personal. It It's a – I feel like it really reflects any insecurities that you have or it reflects any, you know, ex- like shaping experiences that you've had in your life. So I, I definitely, definitely can understand that. But I think that there's talking about sex in the context that we're talking about sex and it's – we're not like – I mean, we do sometimes go into mechanics, but I think it's a lot more just around – how those like relationships kind of influenced us yeah yeah and how we were navigating all all this shit yeah I've been surprised by how much we talk about our child <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean because I think we were raised in pretty different families despite you know I think on paper it looks like you know both from Montana and we have lived very parallel lives, but definitely grew up with different family structures. And I'm always surprised at how quickly we go back to that shit. It's like, boom, you're there. And in a way that I don't always, of course, I think about that with my sexual partners as well. It's pretty obvious, but it's just been bringing that home to me lately. Yeah. I think especially during this, these ages that we're talking about right now. Mm Mm-hmm. Especially that because I, I'm actually really looking forward to getting past episode like 10 would be great. Yeah. Because I am – I'm so young in a lot of these, you know. I mean and I consider young to be like under 25. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I'm excited to turn 25 as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in podcast <laughs> <like>, years. <laughs> I, I feel like there's – there are more things to analyze. You know, there's more – Like now as a sexual being who's almost 30, I think that, yeah, my childhood plays a role, obviously, but like my sexual sexual history plays more of a role. Right. Yeah. I see what you're saying. It kind of has a cumulative effect. Yeah. The experiences we're talking about now like play more of a role. Yeah. Exactly. No, we get more of that rhyming action, if you will. (laughs) And I would. (laughs) All right. Well, Well, speaking of which – I'm excited to hear your number three. Let's do this. <laughs> it, Let's fucking do this. Let's fucking get her done. Um, so I don't know why I just did that. Please, please don't. <laughs> please. That's Never. immortalized forever. Let That's me do that. Never let me do that again. <laughs> Wait, I've definitely heard you say that before. Oh, God. That's even worse. I have. I have. <laughs> I think that's how I just really heard it, probably because I have one headphone off. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, everyone. <clears throat> We're going to do this. So <laughs> back back to freshman year of college, um, still in an open relationship, have just had sex with the first other person ever. And... Um, Actually, right at the same time, I, I think I really think number two and number three are in that order by a mere technicality. I mean, I, I think these could have been within days of each other. I don't really remember. I, I mean, I remember the order, but I, I don't remember exactly how how much later it was that 
I run into number three, um, but it's not much later. You know, we're just, it's freshman year. We're all just getting to know each other. And it's crazy because unlike at boarding school or whatever, you can have sex whenever you want. Wherever Literally you whenever. want. Well, not wherever you want, but people do it in a lot of strange places. Feels It almost feels yeah. like anything is Absolutely. anything is You're possible expected to do it yeah that's there's even pressure i would say even a little bit a little yeah. bit of pressure so yeah. <clears throat> yeah so i was you know happily bowing to the pressure let's put it that way just bowing forward into doggy style no i <laughs> was just excited to be there and you know i'm kind of feeling like this whole open relationship idea was not such a bad one yeah, because like you get to like you get to eat your cake and have it too. Absolutely, absolutely, and I get to get my cake eaten, which is even better. So <laughs> I, I was thinking, eat that dick and have it. Too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have a dick in New York, and I'm eating dick in Pennsylvania. It's really it's the best of both worlds. Um, yeah, yeah. So I am having fun, and I meet this guy who we're calling number three. He's just a nice dude, uh, kind of funny. And um, I remember he was from the other fucking side of the planet. So that was kind of cool and exotic to me. Um, and gosh, I mean, what can I even say about this this young man? It's so long ago. <laughs> he was just he was around. Let's put it that way. And I mean, it's funny how like some you remember like as clear as day, yeah, and then others you're you're like, eh, he was he was good. He, he was fine. He was like, nice. Yeah, he had a script. Yeah, not you know. I mean, he was very handsome. I remember that. I remember that he had really. Nice eyes, uh, pretty tall. I don't know. Yeah, it was just, it was a dude. He was he was around. Um, and he was friends with this sort of fledgling group of of friends that didn't last. I will say because we all fucked each other, so we didn't want to be friends anymore. <laughs> but as you do, yeah, they were like orientation friends, you know. Um, so he. He definitely approached me, and one night uh, we were all out somewhere, maybe after a night of drinking, and we all ended up on the track uh, in the bleachers, drinking, smoking, weed maybe, and he kind of pulls me away, and we end up making out in the grass next to the bleachers. All of our, all of our friends are there. Yeah, I was kind of having my athletic field moment, I guess you could say. Like, you're number two. Yeah. Kind of like that. <laughs> Your athletic field moment. I love that. <laughs> um, it's the only time I've ever been on an athletic field to do anything remotely physical. Um, That's cute, though. That scene is super cute. Like, there's something very romantic about just, you know, I, I'm imagining it's late summer. Yeah. Early fall. Right. One of those. You got it. It's still nice out. Definitely. And grass is out still and you're just out late with some friends, you know, on the lawn. Yep, exactly. And then afterwards, your friend pulls you aside to tell you that you're really fucking easy. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, excuse me? It's the casual (laughs) slut-shaming. It's the casual (laughs) slut-shaming in the breeze. 
she later apologized. <laughs> she, she said she was just really having a hard time acclimating, which I get. I mean, um, you know, you go it's to. It's also like not her fault. This is like what society's like told her forever. She exactly. was just worried about you. She's, she didn't want you to be a, a, a loose woman. <laughs> right. Totally. Totally. <laughs> I mean, I think again, you know, families, blah, blah, blah. Cause she definitely came from a much more conservative background. And I don't think anyone prepared her for the fact that college, especially those first few weeks before you really have any homework, mostly for fucking. Yeah. So, yep. Uh, she was just getting used to that. But uh, so life. So we have this little makeout sesh, just like a little some some going on. Then we're hanging out another night with number two and he's number. But number three is all over me, all up in my shit. And I'm kind of annoyed with number three because I don't like him as much as I like number two. And I don't want him to cock block me and also i was probably just made him super horny yeah i didn't understand how (laughs) shit worked obviously guys love being rejected (laughs) they love it reject them and they'll just they just want you so badly i well it's funny i mean i say i don't understand how shit worked and I, i or i didn't understand and i definitely didn't but i ended up leaving that night early because i just couldn't handle it it was just too hot in the kitchen had to yeah I had never been around people that I had just had that I was hooking up casually with in the same room. I didn't know what you're supposed to do. Yeah. I think my natural inclination would have been to just pull each one individually aside and just tell them, you know, I valued them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's something I would have done at some point, I think. (laughs) Yeah. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> didn't quite have the have the ovaries to do that, so I didn't know what to do. So I just went home. <laughs> that would have been. I wonder how number two would have reacted to that. Oh my god, he would have laughed in my fucking face. He just would have thought that was yeah. way too much. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there we are, going through life and. Um, Halloween comes around and so I know I just jumped ahead in time and space pretty rapidly but I I think there was this kind of flirtation and then it just didn't really go anywhere and then I remember two months for like two months exactly yeah yeah uh and then it's Halloween night I'm dressed up like a French maid because that seemed like a good idea um, I actually brought that <laughs> Halloween costume to college. I didn't inherited it from one of those older girls at my dorm. <laughs> she had bequeathed it to me like you're going to need this kind of a thing. And so um what does a French made costume entail? Like was there like the little apron and what else uh-huh. goes with it? The fishnets. It's mostly about the, the fishnets. fishnets. Yeah. And okay, just kind of that flouncy it. skirt and you have like a little cap. <laughs> the cap. Yeah, that's what I, I was feeling. I'm like, there's something that goes on the head. That's funny. You know, you don't see a lot of French made costumes around anymore. Not like you used to. <laughs> yeah, I thought that it was really a sick costume. <laughs> and I did look cute. Sounds cute. I did look fucking cute. But it's just something I would never, I would never wear now. Um, probably just would be too embarrassed. Um 
But yeah, so <laughs> there I was prancing around, um, faking a French accent, offering to dust things. And mm. I am pretty drunk. On my way into a party, I take a bit of a tumble. <laughs> I, a light tumble. I land just on a grate, just smack on my knee. Wait, are you wearing like... Like, are you just walking? What are, what shoes go with this costume? He, you're right. Good, good, great question. Yeah, I'm wearing some pretty high heels because I used to wear high heels. Yeah, um, which is shocking. If you right for for those of you who don't know me, this is a shocking revelation. I mean, for those of you, well, knowing you, but then also just I have a hard time imagining that anyone just wears heels around. Like, I, know. I feel like heels are not really in fashion right now. Is that true? Thank God. <laughs> yeah, I think people finally started to realize like how impractical they are. <laughs> I know. Fuck, I yeah, fuck heels. I have no idea. I think I, I, but I used to wear them so much as a young, as a young child. No, between eighteen and I don't know, twenty-two yeah, in college. I guess is a is a quicker way wow. of saying that. Yeah, because I. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I should and I suppose yeah when I was worked in restaurants I I would wear them too which was which is even crazier because you're on your feet for so long absolutely insane how did you even do that I always wanted to in college but I just it was Montana so it was always always yeah 10 feet of snow on the ground where it was muddy that's not a good (laughs) yeah it's not a good idea (laughs) yeah exactly you're uh, you're teetering around on your heels, right? Don't quite have it down yet. Never did quite get it down. I'm gonna be honest. Um, <laughs> and this comes up again, actually. But so I fall smack on my knee and just get th- this scar that I have to this day, which is like three hash marks on my knee, like from the grate. Um, for number three, you could say. Um and what it, an amazing little souvenir. I love that. That's it's better yeah. than a ta- it's almost like you have a tattoo of reminding you of him. Of him forever. I know. <laughs> Lucky me. <laughs> um, and I think because the fishnets kind of held my skin together, I didn't realize what a deep cut it was and I just ran into the bathroom and stuck some toilet paper down there and just, you know, kept dancing. Also it was pretty pretty numb from the liquor. And I ran into <laughs> number two at some point. Uh and he kind of ignored me or I felt rebuffed by him in some way. He was on his way to a party and didn't ask me to come along. And mm. I kind of was like, all right, I just have to... This was the moment where I decided never to engage with him again <laughs> until yeah. until I did. Um, but, you know, I, I think that was the point at which I was like, okay, this isn't going any any further, so I should just, I should just move on. So I moved right along, took another step in the into the party and I bumped into number three. There he was. I was like, hey, how are you? <laughs> and so I'm just waiting. I, I feel like there should be a name for this kind of like thing. It's like right after you get rejected by someone else. And it's just such a vulnerable state of being, you know, where you're just Yes. <laughs> yes. You know, there's a word for fucking everything, bread crumbing and paper clipping and all these weird words that we have. There should definitely be one for 
for this re- reject. I guess it? it's I a. Re- I guess it's a. Re- it. Well, it's not a rebound though, because a rebound is after a relationship. But <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's, it's rebuffed. Kind of, yeah, it's. I don't know. I I feel like there could be a term that just relates to the vulnerability of you because you're just feeling like a little. You know, you're just a little vulnerable, you know? You sure, yeah, you sure are. And you're bleeding from your knee and you're teetering around and <laughs> and it's Halloween. I mean, and it's Halloween. Come on. You got to fuck. And uh so yeah, you're wearing a French maid costume with For fish nuts sake. <laughs> so, I hand me down that someone else has fucked in before you. You know, you can't let that tradition go to waste. So, uh, I didn't. One thing led to another, and we went back to my dorm room. And, yeah, I, there's just a few things that stand out about number three, and I'll, I'm just going to kind of list them. One was that there was an outstanding amount of pre-cum, which I <laughs> already knew about from that that makeout session in the grass because I kind of – put my hand down his pants and and there's just kind of like a big mess in there and I remember uh-huh. saying to him oh that, don't worry about it and he was confused like don't worry about what and then when I actually <laughs> got naked with him and the same thing had happened but I realized he was still hard and I was like okay so that was just that this is all just pre-cum yeah so it when you say a big mess down there, was it just like where his like boxers soaked or something? Yeah, it was like wow. It's like you and me, I assume, when you get horny, you know? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Yeah, I think like a little bit of pre cum is definitely normal, but um, that definitely that sounds that sounds yeah like an outlier. Never situation. ran into this again before or since, um, but. It's just good. It's just a good reminder to carry through. Precum is real. Um, so yes, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> it's a silent it is real killer. And it is potent. <laughs> so, yep. It's so real we'll just it's fertile. <laughs> we will just bookmark that. But yeah. So anyways, <laughs> we're there. <laughs> And there's a lot of pre-cum, and he um, he has a fun suggestion. He says, how about we don't wear a condom, and you just take plan B tomorrow? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, right? Wow. I'm, like, offended for you, mostly because plan B sucks. Yeah. Yeah, spoken like, like someone who's clearly never taken plan B. Am I right? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Plan B was... I mean, having a negative reaction to birth control, sure. Plan B, I was, like, depressed for a week. Oh, God. Yeah. It's a very (laughs) intense experience. That's what I said to him. I said, oh, so you just want me to mini-abort so that you don't have to wear a condom? (laughs) That's my Olivia. That's my Olivia. (laughs) She's just... Oh, my God. I love that. You would say that. I would be like, um... Yeah, um, well, I can't because – You would not. You would I be know. like, get the fuck out of here, which is what I should No, have I done. would. I would. <laughs> I mean, that was such an absurd suggestion. The only – I mean, if someone suggested that to me now, I think I would probably have to leave because it just shows such a such an incredible lack of 
of intelligence, but he was 18, so he, he just really was that dumb. I don't think he thought about it much. It is frustrating. I think, like, looking back on having sex early on, I we were all using condoms, and now I, like, don't hate me for saying this. I have a partner, so it's, it, it's like, different. You know, I definitely, with people who I don't know that are, like, people who I'm not regularly hooking up with and who haven't been tested recently, I always wear a condom. Yeah. Because I'm terrified of STDs. But... I love not wearing a condom now. And so I yeah. think, it, like, I can kind of understand where it's coming from. Oh, yeah. You're hating wearing condoms, but yet you're having sex with so many different people, so you have to. Yeah. You know, and, but it's fucked up that he would, like, put that on you. Um, in no way am I wanting to defend him. Right. No, I mean, merely, of course, yeah, we all want to have sex without a condom for sure. Yeah. I, yeah. Just merely yeah. to point that out that at that age, you're like, oh my God, this would be incredible, so much better without a condom, but you're just <laughs> yeah. not adult enough to really be there yet. <laughs> also, you know? also, yeah, it's funny that I like, didn't even think about STDs. Uh, now I'm realizing as I, I, I was, I was really thinking about pregnancy. And obviously later, well, I don't even I guess what I'm trying to say is that if that's someone's go-to, they're probably someone you want to use a condom with, right? <laughs> Dude, seriously. Yeah, you yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and yeah, for sure the pregnancy thing. I think that's also something that you get a little bit more you like figure things out a bit more as you get older too. You're like, okay, I can trust my birth control or whatever I'm on or, you know. Right. I mean, like speaking for yourself, but it's like you're adults enough to make the condom, no condom decision, I think, yeah. better. Not yeah. saying that it's always ex- executed accurately, but I think, like, kids, <laughs> yeah, you know? Right. Like, I don't know, dude. I feel like people are people make all kinds of stupid decisions in those last five seconds. <laughs> Very true. Very true. <laughs> but, yeah, for sure. Um this was the first time someone had ever, you know, tried that one on me. I mean, first and the last time someone ever just suggested I quote just take Plan B tomorrow. Um, <laughs> he gets the he gets the prize for that. Uh, but it's- number one would never let you fly with that. <laughs> number one, Can you number imagine? one. Can you imagine? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I had to think about number one. Um, as I definitely was. No, I don't know. I, I mean, I think. Also, just but it was the first time that I would deal with someone just really not wanting to wear a condom. I didn't even know what that was all about. Now I have a whole, I have a fucking graduate degree in telling people to wear a condom. You know, oh <laughs> you my have God. a whole spiel prepared. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. Um, so there we go. With so he puts on a condom and then we have sex and it's uh unremarkable but fine and then afterwards he goes we he sleeps over which uh was not something that I did with number 2 and feels very intimate when you're in a when you're in a single dorm room bed you know yeah. um he was kind of i think maybe a little bit into me is the vibe that i got i don't know okay uh, he wanted to cuddle, which is totally fine. But and I, I probably <sighs> was fine with it, um, just because it's validating. But it was uncomfortable <laughs> at the same time because it was like, wow, I don't fucking know this person at all. And then in the middle of the night, he gets up to go to the bathroom, and I kind of wake up and I just see his naked butt going into the <laughs> into the coed dorm 
hallway and then across the hallway and into the co-ed bathroom to pee. Oh, my God. And then he comes back in just fully naked. I'm like, what are you doing? (laughs) What does your friend have to say about that one? I know, right? (laughs) She was probably pretty disapproving of that. That would have been really probably good for her to see. <laughs> no, yeah. no, of course not. You don't want to see a dick in the in the bathroom. Yeah. I mean, no, what was he doing? I mean, that was again just like a lot of bad judgment. <laughs> he was. It was a co-ed dorm. Yeah, co-ed dorm, co-ed bathroom. Oh, interesting, interesting. Um, yeah, I I relate to the whole. It's it's weird when someone that you're hooking up with for the first time tries to stay the night with you. I mean, I don't – as I've kind of gotten a bit older, I've started to just say no to that, like always go home or always like – Yeah, you, you always know. go home. I've Yeah, I've just gotten more into that because I hate staying the night with people I don't know that well. Yeah. Yeah. Just, well, yeah. I don't mean to like – to blow up your spot, but I know that you recently – in this very apartment, <laughs> let someone stay over. Well, I guess because you were here, so you don't kick people out, but you... Oh, are you talking about... Yeah, you're talking about who I know you're talking Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was, he was like... He was different. I don't know. So I think... Yeah, I did stay over at his house. I got like no sleep. I got no sleep that whole week because we were like hanging out because he was leaving. And so we're just, I don't know, we were like getting it in, I guess. It was kind of like one of those as uh, actually this is a nice little um, something to bring up before my episode, but he was a shaker hander. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) it was like he was the kind of person who was just like it was great it was super fun while it lasted but then like when we had to you know when he had to leave it was like all right well thank you this has been amazing let's shake hands and move on you know um but yeah he did I liked him more though I think I liked him a little bit more but I also like didn't get any sleep right so right definitely yeah yeah I don't know I I feel like I I, I don't have a rule about it but I don't I have a adult bed now so yeah, totally. That makes it. <laughs> I was just thinking like of of like young Olivia too. I mean, the, this is like the third person that you've ever slept in the, or no, the second person you've ever slept in a bed with. Yeah. So I imagine it was a sleepless night. Yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> and you add in these really in, all this inappropriate shit that's going on with the yeah. naked walk to the bathroom. It's like, what the fuck? You're gonna get me in so much trouble. <laughs> so what happened? Like, did you guys hang out again? Right. So what happened? Great question. I so we never hook up. We never hooked up again. Not much I know. I don't really remember you know how we navigated that. He was in he did kind of stay in my friend group at least tangentially for all of college. So we went to parties together for all of college. And I think he started dating someone who's a friend of a friend. So he got a serious girlfriend pretty soon after that, which I got the vibe that's what he was looking for. So mm-hmm. maybe that was the staying over worked with her. No, I, I think I did want to keep hooking up with him, weirdly. Okay, even after, like, the nudity yeah, and like the plan B. <laughs> right? I mean, I, I just I, – I can't – I can't – Really understand, and the super just average, you know, experience that we had. I mean, whatever we were drunk, and, and it was the first time. But I probably was right to not judge him too much on that. But I was like, 
I remember, yeah, seeing him around and kind of hoping that we would hook up again, probably just for the validation of what that would mean. And then, um, but yeah, but that, that it didn't happen. And then he started dating that girl that, um, I knew and she was really cool. And, um, and super mature. So that never made a ton of sense to me, but what do I know? You know, it's funny how sometimes you, um, like you have these experiences with people and you're it's it doesn't blow you out of the water but for some reason you're like but maybe and yeah. then when you actually look back and you compare them to like your first experiences with you know people who you really like you're always like you leave that night and you're like oh my god you know like that was amazing and so it it does it definitely makes you wonder like why you're why we're always caught in this weird limbo land sometimes with people who we've had mediocre experiences with like yeah. But at the same time, I don't know. I but have you, so you don't think you've like everyone that you've ended up having a good sexual connection with. It was there from the very start. You would say, well, yeah. Um, I don't know. Or at least they didn't just ask you to take Plan B the next day. <laughs> well, yeah. So I do feel like um, I've had a lot of times. If it's like mediocre sex, it's mediocre sex forever. Interesting. That's that's been my experience. I'm not sure if that's accurate. I think like if there's if there's a lot of chemistry, you can tell the first time. Has been my experience. Yeah, okay. I would agree. I think the chemistry is the chemistry is the chemistry. But and I think I actually did have chemistry with this guy, but sometimes okay. it doesn't translate into good sex, at least not at first. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I guess. Sorry, I meant I, I meant like about the sex, but also just about the experience in general, right? You know what I mean, like how like you leave it and you're like, wow, like there was something like there that yeah. you know you you kind of feel like you're like wrapped up in it. You're like, ooh, you know, totally. Your, your curiosity is peaked and you can't kind of stop thinking about it. You want to tell your friends about it and you know stuff like that. Whereas like there's other people who you're like, yeah, it was good, and then but for some reason like I've also continued hanging out with those people. But yeah, I think it's like. For some reason, I guess my point is, yeah, maybe it's a validation thing where you keep hanging out just for the validation or something. But I think a lot of times it was because I was like, oh, maybe there's something there, you know? Like there's, you just I was like, find oh, out. but we have so much in common. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so much in common. Stuff like that. And it's <laughs> like if there's not chemistry there that first time that like is noticeable. Yeah. What right. are you doing, you know? Right, totally. And I I don't know, for me, I mean, it was so long ago, and it's also so hard to uh, separate out my my insecurities as a young, newly sexual being, and whether or not there was actually, like, a there there. Yeah, I think there kind of was. I mean, we definitely flirted throughout college, yeah. And there, there was definitely some moments where he was, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I'd probably just leave it there, but (laughs) where I was kind of like, maybe we don't want to incriminate anyone. Yeah. We don't want to incriminate anyone. Exactly. We're not here to tattletale. So yeah. (laughs) No, I get it. I get it. Well, um, yeah, I feel like my number three is if you're done with your number four, uh, three, super done. Okay. Gotcha. Just have the scar left. (laughs) Just the scar to remind you of. Of this person who is neither mediocre n- nor memorable. <laughs> exactly. This is, very, this is like drinking a lot. I was doing a lot of binge drinking at the time. Everything is pretty blurry. 
There are definitely a lot of, I feel like sprinkled throughout um, all of my experiences, there's there's some people like that. So, yeah. But my life somehow has always been kind of, <laughs> it's like, you know, what it, what I, what it doesn't cover in like, you know, sexual interest or like, you know, where, where the story lacks interest regarding like the person or the relationship, I feel like my life makes up for it with all the drama. Dude, totally. That, that I would say is absolutely true, especially for you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Except for, except for number three, I will say. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Okay. And I don't mean that in like, oh, your life is so dramatic. I just mean like, we're, we're just about to embark on this sort of dramatic phase of of your life in the background to some of these. it's true yeah it, I, would also, I would also say the same for you though I would say your life is you know it keeps the interest going and your stories are <laughs> there's some fucking doozies in there just fucking ridiculous yeah so my number three um again I I don't want to uh dissuade you from being interested in this one there are some like little nuggets that I can pull from this one but I definitely look back at at this person as as neither being mediocre nor particularly memorable (laughs) fits into the theme (laughs) yeah like I think I would summarize it as like it wasn't bad okay you know like it, it wasn't a bad experience like it left me you know as a like I, I came out of this experience feeling great about myself, like feeling okay. fine about myself. That's like good. I wasn't – I was neither better nor worse for dating him, you know? Okay. Yeah. It was kind of like a – what is that? What is that theory with – or that phrase, that aphorism when you're in the back country, like leave it like you found it or – Oh, leave no trace. Leave no trace. Yeah. He kind of <laughs> left no trace. <laughs> Yeah, okay. He did actually leave a trace, but I'll get to that. I'll get to okay. that. He left a he left a positive mark on my life. Um, so I take it back. Um, but yeah, so as I mentioned previously, he's what we will refer to here, um, here and thereafter. Or no. There here and, here and after. Here and after. There, here and after, here and after, as um a shaker hander. A shaker hander. <laughs> Shaker yeah. hander. So what, Olivia, is a shaker hander? Um, Mariah, a uh, shaker hander is someone that at the end of your of your relations, whatever that could mean, uh, you shake hands and you walk your separate – you go your separate ways. Yep. And, you know, I, I feel like a lot of times shaker handers are like positive experiences because if there was something negative, then there's like more baggage that comes later. Yeah. And, you know, shaker handers like we both had a good time and like let's move on, you know. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. And I think a lot of times with the shaker handers, um, there's like some external force that like separates you. There's some reason that, that you can't be together that kind of helps. Neither one of you has to be the bad guy. And so you can just kind of cleanly walk away. Exactly. But I'm sure there's going to be some more shaker handers in here. So um, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so number three. So last time you guys heard from me, um, I was – I had just fucked somebody on the football field. <laughs> I was a junior in high school. <laughs> and, you know, I was like in the throes of a breakup. And so I kind of feel like I had a little – a wild moment. Um, I was, you know, just kind of partying a lot and just – really kind of feeling that teenage restlessness, I think, uh, growing up in the small town. I was just, I was just really just, 
you know, I just wanted to rebel a little bit. Um, I wanted to rebel and I just did not give a fuck about anything except for <laughs> debate and getting decent grades so I could go to college. <laughs> so I did. So you could get the um, fuck out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. To get the fuck out. Um, so yeah, so I, I think it was, um, around June. So it was like, I made it through the rest of that school year after, you know, having sex on the football field during the springtime. I think it was around June (laughs) and I was, you know, I'd, I'd had some fun and I was, I think I was probably a little bit like ready for kind of the rebellion, the, like a distraction from the rebellion essentially. Okay. I met number three. You had to get your shit together. Yeah, kind of. I mean, maybe not consciously, but like subconsciously, I was just like, yeah, I don't know. You know, like a little distraction would be nice. Um, And so I met number three through friends and he was just like a nice guy. He was super just a nice person. He was the kind of guy who is just like he's very kind of like good with his hands. You know, he he's Mm. like he's good at like kind of doing stuff like he's good at um, like I remember he worked at he worked for a mechanic and you know he was just he's just kind of like always kind of doing stuff as opposed to worrying about um I don't know worrying about school and worrying about like what he was going to do with his life and right. I think he he thought about things in like a very kind of like systematic way and a very kind of um like I want to fix this and I want to make this and I want you know that kind of a thing. Cool. Um yeah. and I I think that those types of people are really cool to be around because it's cool yeah. to see people who are um really interested in in like their physical environments and really you know, willing to like work on their kind of physical environments. And, you know, he he was like a bit of a nerd. Um, he had a snake. He had a pet snake. Oh, wow. That says, yeah. Uh-huh. That says a lot. <laughs> and, Amazing. you know, he had, a, he had a car that he was working on. And I remember like. Right. That's sexy. Um, yeah. Yeah. And he, what, what was it? He, later on, he, his, he and his friends would rent like a storage unit and they'd make it into this like chill pad, you know, they'd hang out. And this is what I'm saying about like, wow, that's brilliant. Why don't, why doesn't every teenager do that? Because it's cold. Well, yeah. In Montana, of course. Yeah. It's fucking freezing. (laughs) Get a space heater in there. Yeah. There's like no heat. And I remember he got really into like hookahing like later on, you know, that's less. So he was just like, he was like a very, yeah, he was a very kind of like, I don't know, kind of physical environment type of a person, if, if that is an accurate description of, of that. So um, anyway, but yeah, so we started we started dating and I don't really remember like, you know, what I was like thinking or feeling. I think I just like genuinely enjoyed hanging out with him and just kind of like had fun. Um, he lived in a town that was 30 minutes away. And so we just like I'd drive in to go see him and then, you know, um, like we just bop around and, and do kind of dumb shit. Um I don't even yeah. remember, to be honest, like what we did. I remember so we did a lot of like driving around and hookahing. Seventeen, seventeen at this. Yeah, point? I'm seventeen. Okay. Yeah, and we like just hang out with our friends and you know just random stuff. Um, I remember at this point I would stay at his house for the weekend, so he actually lived with his parents still, and he was eighteen. He had just graduated from high school. Uh huh. And um, he still lived with his mom and. 
she didn't mind if I like stayed in his room. You know, she wasn't she didn't care. I could like right. come and like stay the weekend. And I would just like tell my parents I was staying at someone else's house. Nice. Um, Cause they never would have been down for me going and like spending the weekend <laughs> with my boyfriend, you know? It doesn't really sound like their brand, no. Exactly. So that was kind of a fun thing. And oh yeah, I remember we'd like we'd like cook stuff and you know, just kind of we we're just always like doing little fun things. And I, I enjoyed that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um my my boyfriend now and I now like you know we'll we'll always be like doing activities. You will like you know drop you, acid. You, and, yeah, so yeah. <laughs> like I really I really value that in a human is someone who's just down to like do do something. You know, yeah. someone who's like just down to adventure, or down to like try this new thing, or you know try this new restaurant or try this new hobby or you know stuff yeah like that. totally. So, Sorry, I interrupted you. You said you because you <laughs> said you drop acid in, and then I said something. It's like and what? Sorry, I cut oh you off. oh we'll just um we'll just take a little bit of acid and we'll just like go do whatever. We'll like go hiking or we'll go shopping or we'll you know just run little errands or you know whatever the fuck. just <laughs> a lot of things <laughs> <Nice>. amazing. <laughs> yeah, so um it. I, I feel like what I've said so far is just is so ineloquent. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's like that people don't like blonde-haired guys, and then now I'm saying I like people who do things. <laughs> <laughs> no. It makes sense to me. I'm sorry. Don't hate me for this episode. Um. Anyway, but yeah, so he was cool, and I remember there was a little bit of uh, best friend drama. So he had – his best friend was a, a girl, um, and she was his age, and um, – I don't really know exactly what the drama was. I think she started dating my brother, which was kind of weird. And I don't really want to get too much into this because I don't want to, like, blow up their spot. Um, but she was just a little bit dramatic. Like, she uh-huh. she was just very high maintenance. And then she kind of would start this thing where she'd try to talk to me about my brother. And I just hate when people That's do awkward. that. That's awkward. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just I, – I'm like, I don't know what you want me to, like, say, you know? And it was awkward because – she became a friend of mine, like, through, you know, number three. And right. it was just very, like, awkward and kind of messy, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, one thing notable about number three, I remember how I said that there was one positive impact that he made on my life. Um, well, number three, um, you know, when we started having sex, I would be like – because, you know, during number one and I's sex life, he would go down on me first and then he would get me off and Uh then he would fuck me until he came, you know? Right. And so we'd like take turns basically. And then – but number three was like, no, no, no. We're going to find a way to make you come during Uh penetration, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah. He was a mechanic. Yeah, he was a mechanic. He was a doer. He was – He's like, we're gonna we're gonna get this done, you know. And do you <laughs> and find so those like, are? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, go ahead, I, sorry. I think there's like a little delay. I feel like I keep cutting you off. I think there is. What'd you say? Um, no. I was just gonna say, do you find that that's a better orgasm, an orgasm that you have when there's penetration happening? For me, yes. For me, yes. Um, and the way that he kind of orchestrated that we would do it is he was like, why don't you try like rubbing your clit with your hand <laughs> while I'm fucking you? Which at the time seemed like such a novel idea, you know, so inexperienced. <laughs> um, and yeah, so that, yeah, that started basically, that was the first day of the rest of my life. Like now I, 
I what I love about it is that I feel like I can kind of I just have like such control over my orgasm and I think that I don't think I would be able to come you know some people can come from just penetration and I'm I'm not one of those people but I can come during penetration and come from sex with a little bit of like help you know right 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 in that regard yeah and I yeah so that was that was like kind of life-changing and you know it's something that like my current boyfriend and I have talked about he was like Oh, I just think it's so hot that you do that, and I'm like, oh, that's weird. He he told me at one point that um, he had sex with a girl who had told him that she she's like, oh, I can't get off, you know, from penetration. He's like, oh, well, why don't you like try touching yourself or something? And she's like, oh, I've I've done that during sex before, and people get offended. What? I know, I know, and and so like. My current boyfriend was saying, he's like, I like that you just like go for it. And I was like, well, yeah, that's the only way it can come, you know? <laughs> right. Totally. And and so I guess I just have – I don't think I've ever – I think that there's times where I felt like a, a little bit self-conscious about it because it kind of feels a little bit like, I don't know, almost like kinky or something. But mm-hmm. I've never had someone like shame me for doing it. Yeah. I mean, that would – I mean – I was about to say that would be crazy, but crazier shit has happened, I suppose. People are so weird. I guess I kind of have this weird, I don't know. I just have this kind of thing. I mean, I think what you're saying makes total sense. And on the, and I would say that, yeah, those orgasms that I have that way, I Mm. really enjoy. Um, I don't know if I think that they're endemically better or more satisfying than other types of orgasms that I have. Am I using the word endemically correctly in that sentence? Innately Um, is what I'm trying to say. That they're what? Innately better. Innately. Yeah, innately. Endemic is when, like, you have a plant that grows on an island and it's endemic to that island because it's different than, than, (laughs) like, the same type of plant on a different place because it becomes its own thing. Okay, I guess maybe there's a way that I could make that work, but let's let's just leave that That's there. That's what I was thinking. I was like, uh, got to get creative here. Right. Um, yeah, I, uh, thank you. I always I always doubt myself when I use that word, and with good reason apparently. I didn't know what it meant. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I think it's I don't know. It's a funny thing because I I think that's interesting story about the girl that she was told she wasn't allowed to do that and sometimes people are so weird about vibrators and all this stuff and I think it kind of just goes into this weird hierarchy of orgasms that I kind of feel like exists in the sense of in my experience it feels like men really want to make you come with their dick and if they can't make you come with their dick, then they want to make you come when their dick is inside you. And if they can't make you come when their dick is inside you, then they want to make you come with their mouth. And with the, and it's kind of like this weird – I I didn't really ever think about it until I had sex with a woman. And then it was like, oh, my God, it's kind of amazing having sex without there being a dick between us getting in the way, you know, of yeah. kind of us just – you know, I could just – rub on her thigh and come and she could I mean obviously both of us as well we could well maybe not obviously but we could both come multiple times as well so it was just kind of mm-hmm. this thing where it was like no holds barred you know um yeah I, I would agree with what you're saying like it's not it's not inherently like better or worse but it is different I I think that it 
sometimes it it feels like more of like a full body experience if uh-huh. there's penetration happening. But like I think that it's – so it definitely feels different in that regard. Um, yeah. But, you know, if it's just clitoral, that also feels amazing as well. Right. Because then that's right. getting all the attention. Like – Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So of course. So yeah. So I think that the the yeah, you couldn't I don't think you can make the case that one's inherently better than the other. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, and obviously it's also just personal preference and all of that. And like that's a um like it's amazing that at seventeen you were able to find your preferred way to come, you know? I mean yeah, that's it was. fucking awesome. It was. And I, I think that it is my preferred way to come. And I think, you know, even it, having sex with a woman, it would be you know, mm-hmm. as well. Like, I mean, yeah. it's not that I wouldn't, like, you know, be fine with a lot of clitoral orgasms as well, but, like, I think that I like having a little bit of penetration as well. And I would not necessarily say that I've had guys prefer that more than me. Like, prefer the penetration right, and getting me off that way more than me. I think that actually – kind of I hit I started to kind of veer the other direction after uh-huh. this and I'm not sure how quickly afterward but you know once I be uh once I realized like how to make myself come during penetration right. I started to prefer that more and then over time like I just always wanted penetration like right. even if someone was like fingering me I like even if someone was like I would prefer it over someone going down on me basically yeah 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 totally and it honestly wasn't even until recently that I sort of like rediscovered like my love for being eaten out essentially. <laughs> right. Right, I think, right, right. I think sometimes like guys, I, I think I have like a really sensitive clit and I think sometimes guys when they go down on me, like it's just, they just don't do it right. Right. So I think in a lot of ways I have preferred uh, the penetration because it just feels like I can control it better. Right. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of get to time it and you get to figure it out no totally I've I don't know I have this thing that I've talked about with friends before too as like if I am I can still like I don't know I can get off from touching my clit or from someone touching my clit at the very beginning of penetration but if I wait I can't start it up in the middle I don't know do you Mm, have that interesting no I can kind of basically do it whenever yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that it's – yeah, it's a weird thing. Or maybe I'm just – I mean, I can't say never because it's 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 worked before. But for the most part, yeah, it's like – it's got to be like right there at the, at the beginning. Otherwise, it's almost like my clitoris like shuts the front door and then just goes to the back, you know? So you can come from just penetration, like not touching yourself. Yeah, I can. Although I wouldn't say it's how I usually come. But more like what it is is it's like that other part of my clitoris, like the back of my clitoris that's, you know, mm-hmm. your G-spot and all that stuff. It's like that turns on and the the front part kind of goes dormant. It's weird. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, I should explore that a little bit more. I mean, I've I've definitely – I've been able to come without touching myself. Uh-huh. But only when, like, I'm on top. Because right. I feel like my clit still gets stimulated. Yeah, you know? yeah. Mm-hmm. And and those are like super good orgasms. So I don't know. But yeah, I guess – you know how sometimes you just come to rely on like a tactic and then you're like just so satisfied with it that you're <laughs> – like it's totally. like maybe I should try to explore the other tactic. Um, 
Well, but, I mean, yeah. I mean, well, not necessarily, but I'm curious. I'm curious, like, if there's yeah. kind of, like, what you're describing. I mean, the vagina is so – such a creature, you know, like, a, such right? an interesting creature, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. and I say this in, like, such a – in a loving way because yeah, yeah. there's there's so many awesome. – like, there's so many different, like, little subtleties and, like, mm-hmm. things that I don't really fully understand. And it would yeah. be interesting to, like, explore that more for sure. I just – Yeah. Yeah, I recently took a squirting course. Did I tell you about this? Oh my gosh, you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. How did you miss that? It or was how did really... we overlook that? I know, right? I was probably saving it for an update and then like sh- other shit happened and I forgot about it. Um, yeah, well, it just, but it is related to this in the sense of, okay, I mean, it's just like discovering your body or exploring and figuring out the different things that make you calm or give you sort of release and 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 the weird thing about squirting I mean I think what I uh, where did you take the course uh, it was it's online it was um like this woman she's I think she's from here from Barcelona and she has this website that's called well I'm not going to promote it here but it's it's yeah. something like more than an orgasm or something like that and um anyway she has these really wild videos where she actually filmed people with their consent obviously squirting like close-ups and she shows you well she and she's making them squirt basically by yeah stimulating their g-spot and so I it's mean kind of I've come hither motion right that's yeah, 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 or like circular apparently works pretty well too. But yeah, right. That okay. it's it's that that basic idea. And That's interesting. I've squirted before, but I never felt like I had, I, and I still don't feel like I can control when or how I do it. Um, I can't, I can't say that I've ever been like, okay, I'm gonna squirt and then did it. Yeah. Just it's something that's happened. But watching the you know taking the course (laughs) I feel like my biggest takeaway was just that I there's just so much going on there (laughs) just and I don't really understand a lot of it and then yeah and you add an anal and it's like oh my god you know it's just (sighs) Jesus yeah there's so much going on there like physically but I also and I know that there's maybe no science behind this but I feel like the vagina is just so connected to like the mind yeah as well absolutely um so there's just something there where it's yeah it's like you know I've been thinking a lot about like our number one stories and you know thinking about how you were like oh well maybe you just didn't know how to like open how to like relax your muscles for sex right right and you know I think some of it was just like classic like losing virginity but I think some of it is that it's like you learn how to like unlock those muscles like with your mind yeah yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah, which yeah. is why she so. said that she wanted to do the videos was more because, you know, you can show the technique on any mannequin or any number of ways. But she wanted – that's what she's – the instructor was like, I want you to know that this is possible. And the only way that I can really think to show you is just to film it so that your mind knows that it can squirt and then you'll be able to squirt. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> I love this. I have another friend who is actually just telling me that she wants to be able to squirt. So I'll have to send her. You should send me the link oh, to yeah, it. Oh, yeah. I'll send you the link. Unfortunately, it's quite expensive and it was just oh. free for like three days and I had happened to hear about it. But if she's yeah. got a disposable income and okay. can speak Spanish. 
then this no, might be she for can't her. Speak Spanish. All right, fuck. <laughs> if she wants right, to pay yeah. me to subtitle it. <laughs> I'm interested. It, it kind of makes me wonder if I'm like one of the only people who hasn't been sitting here thinking I'd love to squirt. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. I mean, it's okay. I, I'm going to be honest. Like, I don't know if it's really, it's definitely not. I don't really get what the big deal is, but maybe that's because I don't, I don't understand. I, I just, it's. I mean, it's supposed to feel really good. Yeah, I guess in my case, it hasn't ever been. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't necessarily happen at the same time as an orgasm, you know. And oh, so, and I mean, in porn, obviously, it does, but <laughs> in right. real life, it doesn't. So, in a lot of. I don't know, in my experiences, and I guess we'll get to those, but way, way a long time from now. It's been more just, like, something that happened, and honestly, like, I didn't even know it was happening until afterwards. Then I was like, oh, my God, what is all this shit? Um, yeah. What is all this water? And then and the, and the guy is just super happy, like, whoa. You know, yeah. like, I made you squirt. It's like it, – so the whole thing, like, the whole mystification of it, I, it is just – I don't really get it. But um, obviously, yeah. if it's something that you do because you want to right. and, you know, in a – in I think it, I'm sure it does feel good. Yeah, I think like it, I think it makes me I think it makes me feel a little bit like, uh, not not uncomfortable, but like I just have like a two second bladder. Like I like always have to pee. Yeah, and so I think I'm like I'm like just worried I would like pee my pants or something. Right. <laughs> you know. Well, while she I'm, like, says yeah, definitely. Yeah. She says go pee before. Hasta yeah. pipi antes. That's what she says. Okay. And so then, yeah. Then you kind of know that your bladder is empty. Maybe go pee a couple of times and don't drink any water. And then, and then you know that that you're not peeing because I think that is the main thing that she says keeps people from squirting is that they think they're going pee. Yeah, and so they mm. kind of that's uh, interesting. Yeah, tense up. I probably could. Okay, um, I'm right. sorry. Well, so that was yeah. a big. So we we really kind of. Derailed that, but... Yeah, and I love how also, I think in the first video, we're like, yeah, this is not, we're not, oh no, I think even today, I was like, we don't get in the nuts and bolts too much on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'm just like, a lot of pre-cum, and then all of a sudden, we're like, yeah, so if you touch my clip... It's important to talk about these things, you know, these... I think it's really important. I think it's super important because, you know, at the time, like... That's a big deal to like to learn to have someone encourage you to learn how to get yourself off. Yes. How to, how to find your own like sexual pleasure and I look back on that and I'm like I'm just really grateful for that. And I I think that overall um yes, I did have start have having sex young, but I had pretty supportive partners overall like in the totally. beginning, you know, yeah, who were down to like yeah. help me explore. Yeah. Yeah, you know? absolutely. I think um, you're the poster child for like good positive I don't know just you know starting young and starting right I don't know <laughs> I mean no I feel like you're the poster child for it because well, you had like a seven years time yeah sure 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 and sure those first few years are great but I mean but I was also terrified of getting of losing it and getting hurt and all this shit whereas I feel like True. you were like bopping around yeah hooking up just yeah and it was it was going great. Yeah, it was going. I mean, I feel like shit really starts to get messy in a couple episodes, but um, at least in this one, it definitely felt pretty like normal and fine. 
And yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I'm definitely grateful for that experience. Uh, one thing I will say about number three is so we broke up. Uh, I, I'm not exactly sure what happened. I mean, I think it was definitely me. I just kind of, yeah, that time, that foreseeable future time that mm-hmm. I could see in the distance of us being together just started to be come closer and closer. And I was right. like looking to my future, quote unquote. And, you know, I just kind of like didn't really see us ending up together. Um, uh-huh. And then so we broke up and he was really sad. And then like probably like – and then I was also really sad um, because, you know, that withdrawal feeling where you're like, yeah. oh my God, you know. Have I um, made a huge mistake? Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think probably like might even been like three weeks after we broke up, he started hanging out with this other girl um, who kind of weirdly enough looks like me in certain ways. Like she's like blonde hair, blue eyed. Um, <laughs> so you're not the only one with that type. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kind of, you know, like thin lips and a big nose. <laughs> Up. That is such a gross re- re- misrepresentation no. of your face. <laughs> I know. I know. But like, yeah, there is something about us that we kind of looked a little bit similar. Um, but anyway, he started dating her and he ended up marrying her. Jesus. So, okay. So he was yeah. ready to settle down. He was. Because he did not go to college and, um, you know, he decided to become a tradesman and, you know, he was an, a mechanic. And so – yeah. I think he was just, like, ready for more stability. And I was, like, I just wanted to go live my life, you know? So there was just really no world in which that would have worked out well. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why he's a shaker-hander. He's a shaker-hander. Yeah. There was a force outside of us that ended it for us, essentially. Yeah. But not without having gleaned some really important knowledge along the way from this really handy man. I was armed with, you know, some life, some good uh, life skills that would prepare me in the future for a lot of guys who have no clue how the vagina actually works. Yeah. 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 That's we the should thing send I them the say, course. That's the thing that I appreciate the most about all of this is that, you know, in any situation where like someone doesn't take the time or doesn't have the know how to like really try for my orgasm, because, you know, you hook up with some people who are just super invested, really want to know what gets you off, really willing to do the do the work. And then there's a lot of other people who it's just like whatever, right. you know? Yeah, and I, I exactly. feel like I've been able to come a lot. So Dude, and that's sick. Yeah. 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 Fascinating. Yeah. Fascinating shit. Okay. Well, right, well I guess everyone, you've got your homework. Just <laughs> hop on and make it happen hop on make it happen i mean i i think that it's important for like especially women to like share this information but not only just women like men you know everyone to have the conversation of what gets them off and yeah 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 yeah. everything super so (laughs) all right right. darling well um we did the thing thanks everyone for listening yes thank you everyone This is a funny episode. Um, <laughs> yeah, stay tuned next time. We're going to talk about number four, and things are just going to get more and more interesting as we Yeah. I'll make it easy. <laughs> on my eyes is what you are, and I don't care. Who knows it makes me Thanks for listening to What's Your Number? This episode was produced by Moshe and O.H. Greenwood. 
Our theme music is by No Fancy. Learn more about the podcast at our website, whatsyournumberpod.com. Follow us on Instagram at whatsyournumberpod and on Twitter at There Was This Guy. If you enjoyed what you heard today, leave us a review wherever podcasts are found and subscribe to hear about more sexcapades. <laughs>